welcome back to Just Following Up, the podcast that talks about finding story ideas, writing pitch letters, pitching them to editors, and ideally getting them published in the proper publications. So you should have a couple story ideas by now, uh, at least one strong one, maybe even a few. Great. Um, now what? Well, you want to make sure you're not covering the same story in the same way as other publications or already published uh, pieces in different verticals. For example, the New York Times started a new column called Rites of Passage that shares stories of, you guessed it, uh, different rites of passages. But the description on the submission page contains a line to clarify what they're looking for. It reads, While traditional rites, graduation, first child, marriage, can be illuminating, it's unconventional or surprising rites we are particularly interested in. Essentially, they're saying they don't want the same old graduation story or first time riding a bike or the death of a beloved first pet, even if it stuck with you for years. Jazz. But let's say you have a unique spin on an old story or a, rever- or a reversal of stereotypes. Um, a recent Rites of Passage essay was about the narrator receiving the sex talk from his dad while trapped in the family's Ford Taurus. Uh, And this goes for any story you sat down to write, whether it be a personal essay or research-heavy reported piece. Everything has been written about before. Scoops are very rare, meaning your angle is what will set it apart. If it's a reported piece, um, or your personality if it's a personal essay. In opinion editorials, the writer's identity often lends credibility to their opinion or viewpoint. Uh, A great example of this is Ariel Henley's recent op-ed for the Washington Post about Hollywood's lazy shorthand uh, for evil characters. They use facial differences to denote their evilness. Having her own facial difference lends Henley the first-hand knowledge to write about the effects the effects of these media representations. Again, as always, I'll drop links to all of these stories on this episode's blog post uh, for you all to read at your leisure. I recommend Henley's piece also to show you the difference between personal essay and opinion editorials or op-eds. Although Henley has her own personal experiences, her op-ed relies heavily on data, statistics, and interrogation of the repeated offenders, such as the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, instead of recounting events from her life as the only evidence. She even briefly talks about the history of uh, physiognomy, oh god, pronunciation, physiognomy, Uh, A pseudoscience that Hollywood is still leaning on for some bizarre reason. It's a great piece. Uh, Check it out. Again, the link will be on the blog post. Um, 
So the writer's personal experiences aren't explored in op-ed pieces. They aren't the core of the piece. Uh, in this example, Henley's identity just asserts she has background on this topic and knows what consequences unfair portrayals cause. All this to say, you need to find a way to tease out what you, individually, can say about a subject. Uh, but to get there, you're going to have to narrow things down a bit. Most op-eds fall around 600 to 800 words. And personal essays range anywhere from 800 to 1,500 words. Uh, again, all of this is dependent on the publication, and we'll cover scoping out the proper publication for shopping around your pieces, uh, but that'll come later. So uh, these word count ranges may seem like a lot of words, but it really isn't all that much when you're trying to explain yourself statistics, complex experiences or dynamics, and any other pertinent information. The key is to get really specific with your focus. You're not trying to write the end-all be-all article about a subject. You're just trying to shed light on a specific aspect. Writers can get bogged down about all the different tangents and related ideas or viewpoints when really Instead of going broader, they should dive deeper into one facet. Once you start doing background research on your topic, an angle that intersects with the knowledge or education you already have will emerge. So, how should you conduct your research? Google is, of course, a great way to see what's out there, but make sure you're looking at not just what the me media outlets are reporting, but what related information is coming out of different fields? Are there new studies? Has any legislature been passed or is trying to be passed? And if so, by whom and why? Combining your different interests or causes that matter to you with current political or cultural conversations can add the lens you need to get your angle and focus. It also helps to break down an idea into logical bits to research individually. As an example, uh, Henley, in her op-ed about facial differences in movies, probably noticed the tendency of Hollywood to use facial differences, both from watching movies herself and interactions with other people who had watched them. From there, she found the history of the shorthand's uses, not just in film, but in media as a whole to see how it worked its way into film. The other logical question was how many films relied on this tactic and what types of differences, uh, facial differences did they use? Each of these questions needed to be researched. If you're affiliated with a college or community college, you have access to databases with scholarly or scientific articles and specialized journals to support connections you've made through your own observations, like Henley did for her op-ed. Your local public library probably has access to these as well. Even if you find only a tangentially related article online, it may have linked studies or other research projects that will be helpful for your purposes. It's important to look at everything, 
give everything it's due. So a uh, journalist resource is another extremely helpful site that compiles recent economic, scientific, political, societal, international, and environmental findings. Uh, link on the blog. You can see the latest editions on the homepage or sort through its different studies and articles by category if you have a niche already figured out. Uh, we'll talk about niching down la later if there's some beats you find an affinity for covering. Uh, but for now, just do whatever strikes you, what interests you. Um, so I like to breeze through journalist resource uh, every so often. So I have some recent findings in the back of my mind in case I light on something later or one thing that happens to me reminds me of something I read on there and I can go revisit it. Uh, so journalist resource is a product of Harvard Kennedy School's Shortstein Center on Media, Politics, and Public Policy. In addition to these updates on findings and research, uh, the site also has tip sheets such as six tips for covering Islam in America, five ways to find public figures' yearbooks, which is hilarious to me. Anyway, uh, another one is interviewing white-collar criminals, six tips from Harvard Business School's Eugene Soltz. Again, all links I mentioned are available on the episode's blog page. Um, I, I really suggest you at least breeze through journalist resource, even if you don't uh, study in depth uh, any of the tip sheets, but those are really handy just to know they exist. Um, so before we're back together next time on Just Following Up, I urge you all to take a few of your story ideas and flesh, flesh them out with preliminary research. I'm not asking you to write me a dissertation on all the recent news surrounding your idea, but get enough working knowledge where it, uh, you'd feel comfortable chatting about it if the subject were brought up uh, in casual conversation, let's say. It's important to do this preliminary research, but if you're mired in background research, research for too long, you'll never sit down to write a pitch or your pitch will end up becoming the piece and I'll be unfocused as you're regurgitating all of the information you've come across. Uh, then it'll turn out more like a report than something journalistic or opinion-based. So, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop talking now so you can do some research. We'll get back to it next time. Good luck, everybody. I'll see you again on Just Following Up.